So we've got the rights to this old TV show that's pretty cheesy, but I think we can do something with it. Let's just add jokes. Today's episode, the Brady Bunch movie and a very Brady sequel versus 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street. everyone, welcome to another episode of Movie Deja Vu, the podcast that answers the question, didn't I see this somewhere, from two movie aficionados. My name is Shady, of the Shady Bunch, and with me is 21 John Street. I hate you. <laughs> but I love it. I do love it. <laughs> I couldn't think of another intro for us that tied these movies together. Nope, this works perfect. Great. All right, let's get into it. So this is going to be a very special episode of Movie Deja Vu because this is going to be our first two-parter. Hopefully. (laughs) No, we'll do it. We'll do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to talk comedies. Yeah, I'm excited. I like all four of these movies personally. Yeah, um... I was surprised with rewatching the Brady Bunch movie, how much I actually loved it. Yeah. I guffawed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, this was your first time watching either of, of the Jump Street movies, right? Yes. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were amazing. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised you hadn't seen them before. I'm kind of surprised, too. I don't know (laughs) why I waited so long, but yes. (laughs) I have thoughts. We'll talk about them. (laughs) Okay, let's just get into uh, these movies. Uh, So the first one we're doing, obviously, is the Brady Bunch movie, which came out in 1995. It was written by um, a lot of people. Hold on. (laughs) Larice? That's what it said on IMDb. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was Lawrence with a typo, but Larice. Let me let me double check now. <laughs> it is Larice Elwani. Uh, Larice Elwani. My apologies if that's pronounced incorrectly. You know what? It's a running theme. We may as well just. <laughs> <laughs> we can't read. Uh, Rick Cop, <laughs> Bonnie Turner, and Terry Turner, based on the characters by Sharon Schwartz. It was directed by our good friend, Betty Thomas. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, The Rotten Tomatoes score is 62% out of 100. The Metacritic score is 54 out of 100. And the IMDb summary is the original 70s TV family is now placed in the 1990s, where they're even more square and out of place than ever. Yeah, that's what happened, basically. Uh, Yeah. Moving on to A Very Brady Sequel, which was released in 1996 with a screenplay by Harry Elfont, Deborah Kaplan, both of whom have been featured on this show before. Welcome Welcome back, back, guys. James Berg and Stan Zimmerman, a story by Harry Elfont and Deborah Kaplan, based on the characters by Sherwood Schwartz, and directed by Arlene Sanford. 
the Rotten Tomatoes score is 53%, Metacritic score is 56 out of 100, and the IMDb summary is, the Bradys are surprised when a man claiming to be Carol's long-lost first husband shows up at their home. Before long, his strange actions cause the unconventional family to question his motives. We're also talking about 21 Jump Street, which came out in 2012. There's a lot of numbers there. Uh, <laughs> a lot of twos this, and ones. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> the screenplay is written by Michael Bacall, story by Michael Bacall and Jonah Hill, based on the television series by Patrick Hasberg and Stephen J. Cannell? Short. That looks good um, And it's directed by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. On Rotten Tomatoes, it's got an 84% fresh rating, which I think is low for this movie, because it's hilarious. And on Metacritic, it's got a 69 <laughs> out of 100. <laughs> uh, IMDb says, a pair of underachieving cops are sent back to a local high school to blend in and bring down the synthetic drug ring. I mean... Yeah. I have some words with that. But. <laughs> uh, in 22, Jump Street came out two years later, so 2014. So that's a difference already. <laughs> the, the sequel waited two years to marinate a little bit. Yeah, instead of... As opposed to the Brady Bunch sequel. You have the screenplay again by Michael Bacall, adding Oren Uziel and Rodney, Rodney Rotham. Story by Michael Bacall and Jonah Hill, based on the, on the television series by Patrick Hasberg and Stephen J. Connell. Directed, again, by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, Rotten Tomatoes gives it an 85% fresh rating, which is still low for that movie, and Metacritic gave it a 71 oh, out of 100. That's not as funny as 69. It's not as funny as 69, but I still think that both are very low for it. Comedies always score lower because comedy is the most objective genre. Ugh, fine. And according to IMDb, after making their way through high school twice, big changes are in store for Officers Schmidt and Django when they go deep undercover at a local college. Twice. Uh I added that in. That's that's John adding that in because, you know, they start out at the (laughs) University of Internet. (laughs) <laughs> right Wait, is that the name of it it's something like that university of internet <laughs> yep all right so comedy <laughs> <laughs> i was the one who suggested this episode my thought process was that they have a similar meta premise which is that a studio had the rights to a tv show wanted to capitalize on that, but the TV show itself was so cheesy by the time the movies went into production, so made fun of that you could only really do parodies of it. Yes. So now now you have the memification of it. Right. I was saying this to you before, before we started recording, I'm pretty sure the Dragnet movie did it first, but the Brady Bunch movie was really the first super successful movie where they were parodying the thing that they themselves were making. It wasn't a fake family based off of the Bradys. It was the Bradys. 
and they yes. knew they couldn't do a sincere movie that was a remake of the Brady Bunch, so they just made fun of it. Yeah, because it's like in the first movie, they clearly have the dichotomy of the 1970s lifestyle. 60s? Did it start in the 60s? It though? started in 1969, um, but it runs okay. through the 70s. You have the 70s colorful love, family, happiness in this movie against the grunginess of the 90s. And they like amped both up to like 15. Right. Which even during its actual run, um, not that I was there, I was not yet born, but during the actual run of the Brady Bunch, even their version of the 70s, which was contemporaneous to the time when people were watching it, was considered exaggerated and very cheesy. It was not, oh, this is what it's really like. It was like, no, not everybody has that shag carpeting. Not everybody has all that wood paneling inside their house. Not everyone has (laughs) AstroTurf that they mow. (laughs) Um, So they just ramp that up even more to new heights in this movie. Additionally, ramping up the 90s around them, which growing up in the 90s was not exactly like that. No, but like, this movie was hilarious oh my god it's so funny it's even funnier now that we're no longer living in the 90s and we can laugh at the 90s stuff too (laughs) it's true and you're (laughs) you're watching these movies and you're like oh you went on to do this and you went on to do that and you're from this and you're from that so right well it was Obviously, the big example is Christine Taylor, who plays Marsha Brady and is a huge star now. And then rewatching it, I forgot that the actor that played Greg also voiced Eric in The Little Mermaid. <laughs> yup. <laughs> so, he kind of looks like him, too. Yes, yes he does, now that I think <laughs> about it. But uh, that movie, it was honestly funny. Oh, it's so funny. And they had, they, they had, like, honest, sincere jokes. Yes, it was very innuendo, and it was rated PG-13 for racy innuendos. Ooh. Literally, that's why it said it's rated PG-13 for <laughs> racy innuendos. Yeah. You've got 21 Jump Street rated R for rude <laughs> sexual content, pervasive language, drug material, teenage drinking, and some violence. Oh. <laughs> Some. Some violence. Somebody gets his dick shot off, but that's only some. uh, (laughs) But back to the Brady Bunch movie, like, they, the writers of this movie, right? There's multiple? It wasn't just one? Yeah. There was five. (laughs) There's four. Uh, The writers of this movie, like, found that balance and did set their objective out and did it very well. Mm Mm-hmm. It's also, you can tell they love the show and they know the show. There are so many, like, small references that if you've never watched the show, you might not pick up on it. But as somebody who is admittedly a super fan of the Brady Bunch, every single thing in this movie, there's some sort of offhand reference to something that happened in the show or during the production of the show. Yeah, and then they, like, they had the high moments of the football hitting Marsha's nose. <laughs> yeah. Like, every character had their own storyline. Yeah. It was a lot, but I was okay with that. 
Yeah, no, they found a really good balance. Um, I would say the character they probably did the most, the, the least service to, I'll say, is maybe Bobby, because I don't think they got enough. Of, Bobby Brady had a big personality in the TV show, and they don't give him that much in the movie. No, because, you know, they, they had the sassiness of Alice, but she was now doing, like, sex jokes. Um, she did sex jokes in the show, too. They were just always really, really sly. They were a little more obvious in the movie. But she totally oh, did a bunch of... She said a lot really? of stuff. Yeah. But I feel like... And I'm sorry, Harry Alfont and Deborah Kaplan. <laughs> but I feel like you guys didn't even watch the first movie. Mm, yeah. The, the characterization the doesn't totally transfer over. No, because the movie, the humor of that is just not the same level. Yeah, no, the, the basic joke in the first movie is how out of place the Bradys are versus their neighbors. And then in the second, a very Brady sequel, it's how much they don't mesh with this one new character. Well, that and like, they're really amping up the the sexual tension between Marsha and Greg and um, I love that. <laughs> that the second one felt more innuendo-y than the first one. Mm-hmm. Where the first one they were having jokes here and there and they were, you know, making fun of Cindy's lisp and they had Jan with the multiple voices in her head. So they had other means of comedy. Yeah. But I feel like the sequel it was all like dick jokes, which, you know, 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street did the same thing, but that was their brand. And they had the same team, basically, on both movies. I think that's, the, that's what hurt the Brady sequel. There was no one from the original team mm. on the sequel from the original movie. Mm, yeah I mean that's true I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing because I think they took I just I I don't really necessarily see it as a detriment to a very Brady sequel I actually prefer the sequel to the first one um yeah they do a lot more they do a lot more meta jokes they just don't lampshade it the way 21 Jump Street does but the whole thing with uh Greg and Marsha is because Maureen McCormick and Barry Williams had like a really yeah. And, you know, they, they ramp up the uh, overt sexuality between Carol and Mike, which was a huge thing at the TV show that it doesn't get enough credit for is uh, how progressive it was in terms of their sex life. Um, were they the first TV couple to be in a bed together? They were technically the second TV couple to ever be seen sharing a bed, but I can't remember the first one, but I do know that they were only ever seen in bed together once. Carol and Mike were in bed together almost every single episode, and then there's this additional layer where they clear it hints to them obviously having a sex life. They're also both obviously fertile people and obviously <laughs> of childbearing age. And if they're having an active sex life and they never have a child together, that implies that they're using some form of birth control. Oh, yeah. That show is very progressive. In a, lot of ways, in a lot of ways, it was way more progressive than people give it credit for. Because they, they were both divorced? Or, no. uh, 
Well, that's another thing that I was going to get to that I do love that the villain in a very Brady sequel is a man posing as Carol's first husband because in the TV show, the Brady Bunch TV show, they mention that the first Mrs. Brady has passed away and Mike is a widower. They never reference the, they never reference Carol's first husband at all. And the reason for that is that Sherwood Schwartz, the, the creator of the show, wanted her to be a divorcee and the producers uh, or, or the uh, censors would not let that fly at the time. Wow. So what they did instead was just never mention her husband, never mention that she's widowed at all. And therefore it's implied that she's a divorcee, but they weren't allowed to actually say it. Because of that, I like that it's her, somebody posing as her husband rather than somebody posing as his wife, even though they do put that joke in the end. Well, that was a joke that I actually really loved. Both, <laughs> both of their spouses were other TV characters. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was one that I was just like, that is smart. Mm-hmm. I love and I appreciate it. Because, you know, this was before Nick at Night, right? Yeah. Or like um, Nick at Night was just becoming a thing. I think so. I think at this point, though, Nick at Night was mostly shows from the 50s. So it was like, I love Lucy. I don't think it was quite up to the Brady Bunch or Gilligan's Island yet. Did they have, I, they didn't have I Dream of Jeannie? I remember watching I Dream of Jeannie as a kid. I don't remember if it was on Nick at Night or on something else. So like they, it's interesting though that they picked other shows that were of the same nostalgia Right. Range. Well, the reason for Gilligan's Island is that was also a Sherwood Schwartz show. So he was the creator of both that and the Brady Bunch, so it made sense to tie them together. I'm not sure necessarily if there's a connection with I Dream of Jeannie, or if it's just, we could get Barbara Eden, so we're going to do Jeannie. <laughs> <laughs> she, she agreed to cameo, so we're going to use her. But that's, that's also the thing with the sequel. They they're still in the 90s and they kind of mm-hmm. lost a lot of those jokes. I, they still have them. I think they don't need to use them that much because that would just be digging into the same well. And, you know, you gotta, if you're going to do a sequel, you should diversify. But they still have the people who get mad at them for singing on the plane and you have everything. I mean, Roy so basically takes over as like everything that is the 90s. <laughs> Like, they just kind of transfer all of that to Roy instead of having all of their neighbors like that. I am, I'm, I gotta say, I'm so happy that we're doing the episode this way, because doing it, our other format, <laughs> when we were, yeah. we were originally going to pit both the originals and both the sequels together, yeah. I was just like, oh, dog. <laughs> yeah, I'm I glad was, I was pulling at straws. <laughs> yeah. I, I rewatching 22 Jump Street, I was like, oh, fuck, why didn't I just suggest doing the Jump Streets together and doing the Bradys together separately? <laughs> <laughs> but we're doing them all in Yay. two episodes, so hooray. But, uh, and then I want to, let's talk about the comedy and Jump Street, because, like, we're, we haven't been given that one. I know you're, you're a, a Brady Bunch. Is the word Stan the, a thing now? Stan is a thing. What does it mean? Stan is an obsessive fan. So I know you're a Brady Bunch stan, but let's give, <laughs> let's give some, some McLovin to the Jump Street movies. Sure. Um, a, a nice unfor- reference to another Jonah Hill movie, by the way. You're welcome. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I am 
I have never seen their TV show. Nope. Neither. Yeah. I, so for this episode, I watched the pilot, and that's it. And uh, that was a mistake. But spoiler okay. alert: I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like with these movies, Jonah Hill, Jonah Hill like wrote the story mm-hmm. with Michael Bacall, but like. Let's let's just say Jonah Hill just just for shits and giggles, he, or at least both of them, were f- fans. I don't want to say like diehard fans, but like they they knew of Twenty One Jump Street. They understood that the plot was ridiculous. Right. I I mean I almost because one of the big differences between these two franchises is that, at least from what I could tell, the Jump Street movies don't have that many references back to the original show outside of cameos and, like, the basic premise, whereas, like, most of the jokes in either Brady Bunch movie is a direct reference to the show. I think that's what makes it work, because they were like, we're going to do a clean slate. These are not the characters from... Right, I agree. It's just that, like, you know, watching the the first episode of the show, there is, their captain is named Jenko, but there is nobody named Schmidt. And from what I can tell, there is nobody named Schmidt in the entirety of the show. I don't, no, I didn't see that. And obviously the Jenko character is very, very different because it's the captain and he's like this weird hippie dude. It it makes no sense. I don't understand anything about the TV show. I don't know how it made it past the first season. Well, it's, I mean, you you talk about the, so this show, for those of you that probably don't know it, because that's a lot of you, unless you're a fan of it, write into us. Let us know that we're we're idiots. But um, it lasted 102 episodes. It ran from 1987 to 1991. Um, and that was that is five seasons worth of television right there. And it's funny because when you look at pictures of baby Johnny Depp, who was the star of the show, he was only 24 years old when the show first aired. Peter DeLuise was 21. Mm-hmm. So you can argue that they, you can argue that their portrayal of high, high school age, quote unquote, is more realistic than obviously Janet Tatum and Jonah Hill. Yeah. Which I love that that's the joke of yeah. both movies that they're in their 30s. And yeah. they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, so is Dave Franco? No, he wasn't 30 yet. Uh, he was like, he was, you know, definitely too old to still be in high school. I think he was like 24 or something though. Oh, and so is Brie Larson. Like, yeah. all the actors are too old, but they, at least Dave Franco, Brie Larson, and, um, fuck, what's her name in the sequel? Jillian Bell looked like, looked younger than, because Jillian, Jillian Bell, who plays Mercedes in the sequel, I looked this up, she was 30 when mm-hmm. the movie came out, four months younger than Jonah Hill, and four years younger than Channing Tatum. Yeah, I was going to say, I think she's like the same age as Jonah Hill. Oh, Yeah. He's in the movie The Night Before with Seth Rogen. Oh, I never actually saw that. She plays his pregnant wife. Aww. <laughs> and, you know, he, she's, ne- she's standing next to Seth Rogen. Clearly, mm-hmm. she looks a little younger than him, but, like, she's not 
20. She's not 19 years old, like she's right. portrayed in this movie. <laughs> well, before 22 Jump Street, she was on uh, Workaholics, where her character was supposed to be around the same age as Adam Devine, for example. <laughs> but first, uh, um, I want to also take a minute to welcome back Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson, congratulations, three episodes. Is this her, this is her third one? So third she did one. 50, 50 Shades. Shades um, El Royale. El Royale, thank you. And yeah. now this one. Yeah. Welcome back, Dakota Johnson. We welcome are welcome back, Johnson family, because her father, Don Johnson, was in uh, Knives Out. Forget, Knives Out, Forget yeah. Out, Knives Out episode. Yeah. So, Dakota, I think you're on the most episodes. So, yay! It's at her. This point. I think she's tied with Donald Faison. Yes. So we're going to have to do one more movie where it's the both of them. Ooh. Ooh, let's get them in a movie together. But she's also tied... Technically, the two of them are tied with Marnie Nixon, who was... She wasn't in episodes. She's been in the same amount of movies, though. Because we did... Two, two of her, two movies that she was in for one episode. Mm-hmm. And then we did another movie that she was in later on. Mm-hmm. So clearly um, this is our list of favorite actors. Yeah. So we're gonna, we're not sorry, but welcome back to the show, Dakota yeah. Johnson. And I'm so happy that you, <laughs> your character just like had a lot of jokes coming at you. Like back to, <laughs> back to the comedy of this movie. It felt of the time, you mm-hmm. know, of the now, mm-hmm. where these are, these are situ. yes, the, haha, they're clearly 30 and they're playing 17-year-olds, but they also yeah. had, they also had, like, that trip where it was fucking hilarious. The character growth of, in both movies is what makes it funny, mm-hmm. I feel like, because, like, and this one, the roles are reversed from when they were in high school. Yeah, and then there's when a lot they, of comedy there. And then when they're in college in the sequel, it's back to right. what it was. But it's also still, in a way, a role reversal because you would assume that the nerdier guy would do better in college than the dumb jock. But it's the <laughs> dumb jock who does better. Yeah, and it's also parallel to a relationship. And they... Right. Well, that's uh, one thing that I was going to draw as the comparison between both of the sequels is that the sequels play into the romantic tension between two characters far harder than the first movie in each series. <laughs> because as 22 Jump Street is just, it's straight up a rom-com. They legit go to couples therapy. Right. They, they he... Jenko, quote unquote, cheats or, or leaves Schmidt for Zook. A younger man. <laughs> a younger man. And like they, their whole meeting, they're talking about meet cutes the whole time. We're having uh, meet cute. Uh, the meet cute <laughs> is so funny. Because yeah. it, okay, for those of you who don't know, uh, a meet cute that is M E E T hyphen c-u-t-e is a term used in movies where it's like a chance encounter between the ingenues who fall in love with each other they meet each other in a cute way like oh i bumped into you and i dropped all my books and you dropped your newspapers oh no let's collectively pick them up up. (laughs) yeah so in 22 jump street 
you have you have fucking Channing Tatum with a Q-tip. Uh-huh. Oh, it's disgusting. I love it. And you have the character Zook. Is it Zook or Rooster? Zook. Zook. Played you by have, Wyatt oh, Russell. Oh, right. Who's another uh, child of a famous actor. Yep. Two famous actors. He's eating a, a meat sandwich. Uh-huh. And they both bump into each other and the Q-tip drops into the meat sandwich and it's like meat oh, you, got, you got your meat in my Q-tip. You got your Q-tip in my meat. We're having a meat cute. Uh, it's, it's so funny. so fucking stupid. I love it. Well, that's what I really loved about the sequel is that they were making fun of themselves doing a sequel. Yeah, oh, the whole, every other joke is we're doing the same thing. It's the exact same case, meaning it's the exact same movie. Oh, we've got a bigger budget now, meaning we got $8 million more for our production budget. Like everything is just about how it's, it's a very similar case. They do add twists to it and everything, but it's essentially the same case. They, they know in 20, they knew in 2014 that right. we would come around in 2020. Exactly. And we're, they were like, we're doing this for you guys, movie deja vu. They're in the actually, future. I say they're doing it against us because they're taking our jobs from us because this is our <laughs> job now. Well, they were calling, yes, basically. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they were challenging us to, to do their movies and fuck yeah, we're doing them. Yeah. <laughs> but going back to the first 21 Jump Street, another sort of parallel, but also a contrast that I found between that and the first Brady Bunch movie is that obviously the main joke of the Brady Bunch movie is that it's the 70s versus the 90s, and it's sort of that clash. And you get that in 21 Jump Street. These characters are seven years older than the kids they're going to school with. Seven, eight. Yeah, they is, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, Several years older, enough so that the entire social hierarchy in high school has changed. So you're getting yeah. this clash between what it was like in the early mid 2000s versus what it was like in the 2010s and how, you know, kids are now like socially conscious and like, you know, they don't like use gay slurs at each other and stuff like that. <laughs> Which I took yeah. a sexuality course and it turns out I used homophobic slurs in high school. Yeah, I was just <laughs> like, oh, hello, Mirror. Thank you for showing this to me. <laughs> It's another mirror I did not want to see. Yeah. (laughs) But I did find that interesting because with the Brady Bunch movie, the premise for that is that it's when the show was produced is the time period that they're clashing with the current time period. With 21 Jump Street, it's not 1987. No. Which is fascinating. Yeah. So you still have this clash between... I don't even want to say they are technically the same generation, but it's different halves of the same generation. Well, yeah, because a lot has happened. A lot happened in those seven years. Right. Yeah, that's when social media became a big thing, and that massively changed how teenagers relate to each other. And how our dialogue as a society mm-hmm. has changed too, where kids are now more conscious about things like global warming and politics, and they're not. Well, they're still bullying, but they're not doing it the same way. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't been in a high school in forever. <laughs> I mean, um, while, watching that movie, I realized, I was like, 
I was in high school in 2005. Oh. Those characters are the same age as us. Oh, no. I will say the first one came out right before I started working at summer camp, working with teenagers. And even though, at least with the older teenagers I was working with, we're technically the same generation. We're older millennials and they're younger millennials. But it was still like, these are kids who don't call each other on the phone. And they make a joke about that with Brie Larson making fun of Jonah Hill for calling her on the phone instead of just texting her. Uh, I'm such I am such a younger millennial nowadays. <laughs> I know, right? I did, What's I, a phone call? I know. Well, even watching that, like, at the time, I was like, it is weird he's calling her. You can text. <laughs> but he's also supposed to be the nerdy one, so even within his own age group, he would be a little out of it. He was the one who dressed up like Eminem in high school. Yeah. <laughs> but even with the Jump Streets, they did call back to the show in different ways than obviously the Brady Bunch right. did. You had... Oh, well, I know in, the obvious cameo. Well, yeah. So in the first movie, you have Johnny Depp and Peter DeLuise reprising their roles um, from the TV show. And that is the surprise at the end. So I'm sorry if I spoiled it for you, but you should, <laughs> you should know by now. Yeah. However, in the first movie, you have another cameo from the TV show. Did you pick up on it? Oh, it's, uh, I can't think of the actress's name. But yeah, well, she says something about how she used to work on Jump Street or something, right? No. In the first movie. The first movie. Is the that not the one I'm talking about? I watched them back to back. If, if you're thinking of Officer Judy Hoffs, you are yes. correct, ma'am. Okay, that's the one I'm thinking of. Doesn't she say, like, something about, I used to work on Jump Street? That I don't remember, but she was, she's the one that gives them the car. Right, 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 right. That's it. It's funny that Holly Robinson Peter, Petier, Petey, Petey? Ah, I can't read. Holly Robinson Holly Pete. Robinson Petey. Holly Robinson Pete. God, John needs to learn how to read. Maybe <laughs> I should go back to high school. Uh... she is the only actor credited to every episode in the tv show Mm. so she's the only one that's in all 102 episodes at some to some degree the one episode i watched she was the only girl or the only woman i should say because she was pretending to be a girl but she was a woman and dustin uh fuck nigan no, no again? When? Dustin, is that is how you say it? Dustin, when? <laughs> God damn it. I am so bad with names. Played, I hate that they called him this, Officer Harry Truman Aoki in the TV show. He was only on for 82 episodes from 87 to 90. He's in the first movie whenever they're watching TV. They, ha- they played old episodes of 21 Jump Street on TV in the first, on any sort of television in the first movie. But he's in the second, the actor is in the second one as Vietnamese Jesus. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah, he was in the, in the trip as Vietnamese Jesus dancing. <laughs> Amazing, good for him. The other cameo you have is Richard Greco at the, who played Booker. Yeah. Um, and... If, if you, when you go through the ending, which I want to I wanna break that down. Maybe in the next episode, we'll break it down. But 
the whole after credit sequence, uh, at some point you meet the character Booker, who is also like, oh, I work Jump Street. Cool. <laughs> um, he was in 18 episodes, seasons three and four. And then he had, he had his own spinoff that only lasted a season. Oh. oh, I always thought he was in way more of the show because I had always heard 21 Jump Street. The only thing I knew about it was that Johnny Depp was in it and then Richard Grieco was in it. And people always make fun of the fact that Richard Grieco was supposed to be the next Johnny Depp and obviously did not have his career. Well, yeah, because he only, he was supposed to, they were supposed to pass the torch on and he was supposed to do his own thing Hmm. with this series but Hmm. that didn't last Hmm. i just always assumed he took over as the lead of 21 jump street but i guess i was wrong i think officer huffs did good i think because obviously she's in all of them yeah so i think i was i was looking at season five on imdb and a lot of stories centered centered around her okay good so i will say like Having, again, only the one episode, I was not impressed with Johnny Depp's acting. (laughs) (laughs) He's 24. Right. Well, I feel free to say that because he also became a huge star. So I feel like I'm punching up, not down. But, like, I remember watching it and just being like, why isn't this show about her? She's clearly the most interesting character. And also, she was the one who was, like, in my opinion, the best actor. I wish she was showcased more in the movies. Yeah. Like maybe they brought her back for the sequel as well. Yeah, if, if she was the only one who was in every episode, it feels like, you know, they should have given her more of a feature. She could have been like Eve Plum with the Brady Bunch movie and said no. Or yeah. yeah, maybe. Was only available for a certain time for whatever reason. Yeah. Well, there's another comparison between both series is that we do get cameos from the actors from the original shows. But I feel like most movies that are adapted from TV shows do that. Yes. But I I love the way a lot of the actors get used in the Brady Bunch movie. They did that. We've done a a movie that did that. Gem and the Holograms. Oh, right. Yeah. They had the actresses come in and play bit parts. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Uh huh. They sure did. I kind of wish that they continued on into the second movie of the Brady Bunch. Yeah, that's where they differ. Where Twenty One Jump Street had the t- the three, and then had the other two in the sequel. So they kind of spread the wealth a little bit. Yeah, I do want to bring up something that I think is very funny, and I don't know how intentional it is with a very Brady sequel which is that Roy, the bad guy, is played by Tim Matheson. So I've heard two different versions of basically the same story. I'll run through them both real quick. The one story that Sherwood Schwartz says is that he was already working on the show, The Brady Bunch, and trying to get it sold to a network when the movie Yours, Mine, and Ours came out and became successful, and that helped him sell the show. The other version I heard was that he did not have the idea for The Brady Bunch yet, but he saw that movie, and it gave him the idea, and he sold the show. Yours, Mine, and Ours was a movie that came out in 1960, let me make sure I got it, 1968, starring Lucille Ball and Henry Fonda, and it was a movie about a widower with eight children and a widow with ten children falling in love and creating a blended family. Whoa. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So that's... 
So the TV version of that is cut way, way, way down on the kids, but still have it be about a blended family. Three boys, three girls. Pretty simple. The oldest child in Yours, Mine, and Ours is played by Tim Matheson. Shut up. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if they cast him in a very Brady sequel because of that. No, they probably did. I'm sure it had a big part of it. He's also genuinely really funny, I think, as Roy. (laughs) I love him. He was great. Yeah. Oh, he was such a good foil to the Bradys. But I think it's really, really fun that they did manage to cast somebody in a pivotal role in the Brady Bunch movie. Well, a very Brady sequel, but you know. Very Brady sequel. <laughs> uh, Shady, I think we're coming to time here. Okay, we are going to. That was a good. That was a. This was a good discussion about comedy. Yes. As a I whole. Yes. So, how about next episode? We revisit these, and I... they they go head to head in the ring. I agree. If you want to contact us in the meantime, you can contact me at Twitter. I'm at Cookie O'Shady, spelled like it sounds. And I am at Movies John, and that's still John with no H. And we as a podcast, we can be reached at email. <laughs> Reach us at email. <laughs> Reading's hard. Um, <laughs> you can email us as a podcast. We are moviedejafupod at gmail.com. That's spelled M-O-V-I-E-D-E-J-A-V-U-P-O-D at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram at Movie Deja Vu Pod and on Twitter at Movie Deja Vu. No pod. We're also now on Facebook. I remembered it. (laughs) At Movie Deja Vu. We're at Movie Deja Vu Pod on Facebook. Pod, yes. Great. I don't have it written down, so I needed to double check. <laughs> um, and if you guys have any requests for future episodes, please just email us, contact us, mm-hmm. add us. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you want to tell us that we're hot garbage people, at least we're <laughs> hot, right? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's what Twitter is, right? Where people just say that other people are garbage? Against <laughs> yeah. culture is real? What? Uh huh. Sure. <laughs> okay. Meet us next week as we wrap up this conversation. Bye. Bye.